This is an after school program podcast. Hey, this is Andrew. Welcome back to the podcast. I uh, just wanted to do a little preamble before we get into the episode. Today's episode is a replay episode from episode 12. Some of you have joined us semi recently, and I wanted to give just a little bit of what I thought was a really great episode, something that you guys could take um, forward. This is an episode on gurus, the people that you see on the internet who promise you wealth and fame and success. Yeah, those people. Me and Josh talk about how to spot them, how to avoid them, and some actions you can take to not go down that path and do better for yourself and for your business. Uh, This is something that we deal with a lot and something that you will see a lot in this industry. Uh, So I thought that, you know, a lot of you newer people that are newer to the podcast and are listening to the episodes, the episodes as we are putting them out, um, would find a lot, get a lot from this. So yeah, here's to the episode. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the Home Studio Hangout Podcast, where we explore what it's like building, running, and working out of a home studio with your hosts, Joshua Matatuck, Andrew Simmons, and many guests in different areas of the music industry. Hi, welcome back to the podcast. Today... We're going to be talking about fake internet gurus with your host, Josh Andrew. And Drew. Not Andrew. And Drew. There you go. There it is, dude. I did it. Drinking my coconut water and my coconut water. Um, LaCroix Instacarted to my house. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But yeah, no, that's what we're talking about. I guess we might need to explain what we're talking about first. All right. Because it's something so, that Josh is very passionate about. I'm so, we talked, we rant about it in the group chat like we twice did. a week. We now. did. I think I it was like me. I started a monster. Me and you and Moshe and Seth. And who else was it? Somebody else. Is Greg, Enoch. maybe? And Greg. Oh, Greg is very passionate Greg is about it. So it's to the point where I'll bring it up just to watch him just to watch him go. He gets which so is heated. I, I shouldn't do that. I shouldn't get the guy worked up. He gets so guy, heated, but, but it's so funny. I love but it. But his takes are always the best. I know. And I love all of those like, people. They're great people. So, anyway. What we're talking about is are people <laughs> who try to solicit services that are essentially snake oil and how to figure out which ones are worth it and which ones aren't. So this, this could be actually a, on a larger conversation outside of just uh, gurus. It could just be like how to suss out crappy products from good ones. How to suss out. <laughs> right. So... Red acting sus, bro. I'm trying to like paint this picture here. Yeah, go okay. for it. If I told you MLA format Facebook post, 1,200 words, lots of emojis, siren emoji at the top, and really focusing in on your fears as an artist or producer or whoever, there's a good chance we're talking about the same kind of people. Yep. So... This all basically started because it worked for a guy named Gary V. I'm sure you heard of him. If you haven't, it's not that hard to figure out who he is. The main difference here going into this is that it worked for Gary V because Gary V is very successful and he started doing these things after he was successful. He so Gary V at this moment owns multiple companies multi i think he's billionaire at this point definitely millionaire uh but owns like agencies for promotion owns media agencies owns uh he's a big investor uh in a lot of different like startups and stuff uh he was a big he was a big investor into musically which 
got it's not bought TikTok. by a Chinese company called TikTok. So, so he has he has a lot of good things to share. I don't agree with all of it because yeah. he'll very much just be up there and be like, "I work so hard, my family hates me." <laughs> he's he's an interesting Instagram follow. Yeah, I will say that, and it's like you're proud of that. But anyway. <laughs> I mean, that's not exactly what he said. Okay, like I'm being I'm being very dramatic right yes. now. Um, he hasn't actually said that, but he's literally like, you know, I sacrificed very important relationships um, for my personal gain, and it's like everybody does in some way, shape, or form. So I really can't judge, but I don't agree with the whole grind until you die thing. Yeah. Um, Let's start with that. Grind until you die is not good. <laughs> It's not no. okay. Bro, I tried that. I'm like, I was like a, I was so close to just like going to the doctor and getting his Xanax prescription. Yeah. Because I was so stressed. Then I learned about self-care and understanding that you can work really hard and still take care of yourself. I'm working like 16 hour days right now. And I'm the happiest I've ever been because I take the time to take care of myself. Um which I feel like is something that's often overlooked. You can't have, you can't have, you know, success if you aren't in a good headspace and you aren't going to have a good headspace by only working all the time. But, um, without going, I could talk about that for an hour and a half. Yeah. Alone. That's a, that's, that's but, another conversation that I think we could make an entire podcast episode. I just wanted to hit on that real quick because yeah. that mindset is what, everybody that we're about to talk about kind of plays on. Yep. So if you guys have read story brand by Donald Miller, he does a really good job at painting this picture of treating your artist or your client as somebody, um, you know, like picture Luke Skywalker, right? He needed a guide. His guide was Yoda, you know? So, you're not Luke Skywalker whenever you're running a business. You're Yoda, and your clients are Luke Skywalker. This is a really important shift from the previous marketing strategy, which is you are Luke Skywalker, and your clients are Darth Vader, and you have to beat them into, into submission. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So we've come a long way, but we're still really far away. Yeah. Because what a lot of these well, gurus do is they'll provide a lot of advice. I'm not saying all of it is, oh my gosh, they're talking about this right now in the group. I, it's because I said something about it. Oh. <laughs> I was like, see, like it's, it's rampant. Anyway, so... Oh, I was gonna um, go pull. Up, I was gonna go pull one up from our group and read it off. I wouldn't do all that. <laughs> I'll I'll read an excerpt. No, that. don't. Not yet. Like, give me like two weeks, okay? <laughs> <laughs> give me like two weeks. I'm still too close to some of these people. So, <laughs> give me no, like we won't. Two we weeks. won't. We won't use names. All right. Fair enough. Whatever. Just keep going. All I'll right. So I'll pull a good one up. A lot of these guys are going to provide a lot of advice. Some of it is good. A lot of it is snake oil. You're going to have, um, you know, a lot of promises made about, you know, how to become successful, which is a very broad term. Um, you know, how to get a million streams on Spotify. There's no right answer to that. You know, how to, you know, level up in your career or whatever that's supposed to mean. Um, there's a lot of different things that these guys talk about. And the most important thing to realize is that if somebody actually talks to hundreds of A&R reps and label executives, why are they pitching on Facebook to work with brand new artists? Why? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. see Ian, Ian Kirkpatrick never hit me up. Yeah. Well, you so, don't, you don't see guys like him or, because they don't have producers. the time and they don't yeah. care. Why would you, if you're really working on projects that big, 
then why <laughs> like are a, you focusing on small projects? If you're really, to quote one from earlier today, talking to hundreds of A&Rs and labels. <laughs> hundreds of A&Rs and labels. Hundreds. Hundreds. If you're you talk to hundreds and you don't have a major label credit? Like, you're... I don't know, either you're lying or you... I don't really know. Like to me, that's straight a lie. Because if you have a hundred, if you have that many contacts and you don't have any label credits or any like good information to provide to people, other than the baseline, you got to make music that counts. You got to do never stop quitting and don't stop anything ever. Like if that's all you're gonna provide. I don't, I don't know. Something doesn't seem right. Exactly. <laughs> just I'm in a, a, this discord server just popped up and the guy's name's Gary C. <laughs> and it's not my server. Oh, which is really funny. Anyway, that's hilarious. Anyway, <laughs> there's a, there's a lot happening. Right now. <laughs> there's a lot happening right now. So, anyway. So a lot of times these people, that we're talking about. We'll call them. We'll call them gurus. That's such an awful word because that's what they think that they are. Yeah. Uh, we are very not fond of these people <laughs> because they, what they say. I won't even say that it's necessarily incorrect, right? Because there's like. I don't know. Sometimes it's there's blatant, just terrible, terrible like information in some of these posts. But a lot of people that are like, I don't know, you always you need to be pushing yourself. Well, yes, you should always be posting yourself. Uh, you never need to stop working. Disagree with that. We don't like we said at the beginning of this. We don't necessarily agree with the whole like grind till you die mentality. Uh, that's not healthy. Um, but then you have people trying to flex. And I guess that's the, the biggest thing is like people that like to flex <clears throat> don't really have anything to flex about. Right. And that's what it is. They're grabbing for social proof when they don't have any. And it's really easy to fall into that trap. It is very easy to fall into that trap. And there's a difference between telling people what you're good at and inflating your numbers or whatever it is to make mm -hmm. yourself look more appealing. There's a huge difference between that. And it's about the positioning that makes it all so unethical. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I've been in a couple programs like this where it's like I was told that this would help me out. It was going to be this really great thing for me that would help me grow as a producer and you know once i handed over some money it was like you're beat dude you're beat or what they'll do is they will no you could you could say an amount you can say a dollar amount i think that's i think they need to know how much some of these people are like asking for oh okay well what I'm doing right now, if I actually stuck with it for the full year, it would be like almost seven grand. There you go. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of daggum money. Bro, that's a set of PMCs I know. And, and a manly reference. Yep. But the my mindset was, well, the gear isn't going to make me money, which is true. Which is true. It's, that's a factual statement. I'll tell statement. you what, being told that I have to... Dude, you just froze so bad, and your face looked Sorry. like Woody in this one section of Toy Story. <laughs> it was Sorry really about that. cool. So, um, you know, basically being told that if you follow X, Y, and Z, then you'll get A, B, and C. And that's not always how it works. And the truth is, is that there's no one formula for every single business, for every single creative. And that's where things get mixed up. And the last episode that we just recorded, you know, an hour ago, uh, I was talking about how I went through sales training 
those things do work for everybody because we're talking about the same exact kind of people mm-hmm. buying the same exact kind of car in a similar market, you know, like, and that's especially true for Toyotas. Mm-hmm. Everybody who wants a Toyota knows that they're a little bit more expensive than, you know, Hyundai and Kia and all that, but they know that it's a great investment and it holds its value. So the customer already did all their work yep. for you, you know? While maybe if we're talking about like a Porsche dealership, you can't put a Porsche dealership in the middle of Montana and expect to do 150 cars a month. And a thought, a thought on the same lines of that is Toyota already has social proof because they've lived it. Because they've, they've lived, lived it. it. I literally, I have met customers who have just completely beat up cars with 400,000 miles on them, and like it still runs. Mm-hmm. You know, but, like, and that's what I'm saying is the the social proof is there from ex, from the experience and the years and the work put into the product. Exactly. Right? And whenever I tell somebody, hey, if you buy a Toyota Tacoma, you could actually sell it. Th- you can lease a Toyota Tacoma and get out of it in the next year and have equity to put towards your next lease. There's no other car that you can do that with. Yeah. Because well, it holds its value. Uh, there's no other brand you can do that yeah. with. <clears throat> I so back on to parallel that with these kinds of people that we're talking about, they are trying to act like they have this level of social proof that they've done these huge things, um, that they are the they are the professionals, quote unquote. Or yeah. they are the end all be all of knowledge or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and if a really important thing is anytime somebody calls them out, pay attention to their response mm-hmm. because it's never, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. It's yes. never, it's never like, oh, well, you know, here's, here's, here's my credits. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Here's, here's my numbers. Here's my numbers for everybody that I work with. This mm-hmm. is if you're promise if you were a producer talking about marketing, there's a great chance that you are not a marketing professional, mm-hmm. and in my opinion, you should not be mixing both. Yeah, uh, that's why people pay pe- people to ha- to manage them. Go go hire my friend Anthony, like at uh, at Simple. You know, mm-hmm. he's working with I forget the guy's name. He's a big manager for Atlantic, mm-hmm. and it's like. That guy has proof and he has numbers to back it up. Yeah. Which means if I paid him 10 grand and things didn't work out exactly how I wanted it, I know that he's not the problem. Yeah. You know, it's me. But now with programs like this, they will give you a dose of mindset training to help you get into the right mindset. So whenever you aren't hitting your, your, income goals Mm -hmm. you can at least justify it because oh well this makes me feel good now i was talking to mallory about this who's all about this sort of thing Mm -hmm. and she's like well what's wrong with paying somebody for that i'm like there's nothing wrong with paying somebody for that what's wrong with paying this specific kind of person is they promise you one thing but they keep you around because of this other thing yeah and this is super extreme but like cults literally do that yeah (laughs) yeah i mean yeah that is it is extreme but that is true like if you look at scientology i hope they don't kill me now and like the (laughs) nixium cult like that's what it was all about it was built as this multi-level like development program for Mm -hmm. yourself and because you feel like you're making progress mentally even though you're dumping money into the program you justify it yeah these self-development i guess they're more development gurus like growth gurus or whatever like how to market your because there's really two kinds there's the kind that go after like producers and then there's the kind that go after artists and the truth is if your producer is talking about um you know all the reasons why you'll fail if you don't hire them then they're like you should not work with that's a major red flag yeah. Let, let's I go will through hire some, a producer based on their portfolio let's 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 go through some red flags of these kind of people right emojis 
I would <laughs> I wouldn't say necessarily that, but the it's it's, it's consistent. <laughs> that's the like, that's the the issue is yeah, there is a consistency factor there. Long form um, posts. The yeah. long form posts are literally a vetting tactic. If you are somebody who will not read ten paragraphs of their garbage then you are not the kind of person that will hire them so they do that on purpose because if you're willing to do all of that and then shoot them a dm then they automatically know that one they're one sales call away from from Locking getting a few thousand dollars mm-hmm. um, um so we'll say um the making you feel bad about your life or lack of doing something like yeah making you feel bad for taking breaks or making you feel bad for not for not being where you think you should be for some reason like they make you feel terrible because you haven't reached your potential right and they act like they're the only way that you'll be able to reach your potential yeah well the truth is is that it would take hours and hours and hours for them to actually understand who you are what you want to do and how to get you there most of these guys are not capable of doing so. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because uh, like t- so the emotional attachment is a yeah. part of sales. It's a part of sales. Like even Donald Miller, who's you know critically acclaimed, he even says that on your website you should mention something where it's like, well, if you don't hire me, this is going to be a reality, which is fine. If you don't hire me. Then you're not. Then you're gonna end up with a song that doesn't sound like I worked on it. Yeah. So therefore, if you like my work and you want to work with me, but then you don't work with me, then y- you won't get that sound. Yeah. And that is perfectly fine. What isn't fine is when you say, "Well, I'll produce your record. I'll market it. I'll give it to my." Oh, this is a good one. I'll give it to my exclusive list of A&Rs. Dude, do not pay for anybody to send your music to an A&R. Just don't. The amount of times I see that is shocking because it's like, so where are your cuts? Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, don't pay for that And then they always hit you with... You know, some kind of imagery of a sad life that you'll live if you don't work with them. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty easy to identify. <laughs> you know, a if lot of it, most people know that they're snake oil, but there's a lot of smart people that I know who have fallen for it. I've kind of fallen for it. I won't say my experiences were all like bad, but. Well, so, and I that's the promised. other thing it's there is a difference let's specify this difference let's specify this difference because the difference between some of your experiences and i don't even say my experience because my experience with um with jay was really good uh so but so we'll talk about that later but your experience with the people that you've kind of worked with, it wasn't necessarily that they were being scumbags or anything like that. They were genuine people trying to help. You just weren't their ideal client. Right. But you thought you were, and they thought you were. So it was just a mismatch. Right. No, no $7,000 transaction should take place over an hour. Yeah. You know, and like, there's a, there's a lot of moving parts to it. In my experience, I wasn't completely scammed. I have seen some pretty awful things that were very scammy Mm -hmm. and very, very shady. You know, it's like, I wasn't promised to be pitched to an exclusive list of A&Rs. And to be honest with you, I will say that my experience in the current program I'm in, I got about 75% of what I was expecting. Which is great. That's a great, great. return. Anybody who gets 75% of whatever they wanted, like that's solid, you know? And it's not even the program I'm in. It's some of the people surrounding it doing similar things, mm-hmm. you know, that are uh, that are pretty shady. And that's, that's the issue when they see... So this is kind of a, another aside, but when they when the people that are in the program with you see that oh well this is working for this guy he i know how many people are in his thing and i know how much they're paying him and 
I know all of this information, so now I can just go promise people all of this stuff and also get paid like that. It's not how it works. Because I know the dude that you're working with has been like a business guy for years, and he knows a lot about when it business, not necessarily music, the music industry. Because I kind of went into it knowing a lot about business, I'll say that everything that I was taught was stuff that I pretty much already knew, but it wasn't wrong. It was yeah. all spot on mm-hmm. with like actual training programs that I had to go through from legitimate sources, mm-hmm. you know? So like, it's not like I was being fed false information, you know? And it's not like I was really like ripped off or anything like that. Um, I just don't want to like name drop because I don't want to no. No, 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 like, no, no, no. If I was, if I was seriously hurt by this, I'd be, I'd be dropping names, you know? Yeah, that's fair. But, um, you know, it's, it's important it's, to see that there's a very fine line between what I signed up for and what other people sign up for. And, you know, if someone is primarily a music producer and they're going to try to tell you how to become successful, that's not their job. As I yeah. mean, we go through this in the podcast. What's everybody's job, right? Mm-hmm. When yeah. does a producer, okay, Warner Chapel, okay, there is not one producer who handles marketing, man. Mm-hmm. Bro, they don't care. They're out there making music every day. They're writing songs and producing with artists every day. They don't even talk to their artists. Most of the time. Managers. Yeah. You know what I mean? They just show up to a room and people are there to work with. Half these guys probably don't even know how much they're getting paid until they see the invoice paid. True. Because they trust their management and their business people. You know, like, like that's just not how it works. And so if you have somebody giving you this kind of you know, watered down pitch saying, oh, you know, you're going to get a, a record deal. Oh, you're going to hit a million monthly listeners. Oh, you're going to be able to tour the world. Like those things you cannot promise anybody. And I think all of those things, everybody would love those things, right? No one doesn't want those things, but the, the what they're capitalizing on is kind of twofold it's they're capitalizing on the dreams of pretty much every person that wants to be in the music industry they want to be successful they want to do well they want to make money they want to make a living at what they're doing right so they cap they're capitalizing on that dream but they're also capitalizing on the impatience of people because what what they're essentially saying is hey you want this you want success right? You want glory, success, you know, a full-time job in music. Cool. You pay me X amount of dollars and I can make that happen. That is not how this works. Mm-hmm. That is not how this industry works at and all. What's funny though, if you tell anybody that they would all say, absolutely not. Yeah. But if you word it the way that some of these guys are wording it, it's a little bit harder to see that. Yes, that is you true. Know? And so we just kind of wanted to make this episode to like warn everybody, like if you need a music producer, do not hire somebody who's going to promise you to get you on playlists. Oh, never pay for playlisting either. Just don't. You can't. Like if somebody at Spotify, like one of their curators, if it's known by Spotify that they're getting paid to put songs on a playlist, like they get fired. Mm -hmm. So like don't pay for that. Don't yeah. pay for your songs to get pitched to ARs. The only thing that you should be paying for is the, you know, small fee every month that you could pay that pitch. Shout out to Mark Eckert and yeah. get your songs pitched to music uh supervisors for yeah. sync. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I could ever think that you should pay for any sort of pitching and that's simply so he could pay his staff to run everything and he runs a great business he does he you know what and we're gonna drop a link to that page. yeah we will well shout out to the family uh, uh enoch mallory mark all of them like i i personally use that pitch for uh making a little extra side money and a little extra stuff but there are they just recently within the last month i believe um some people may not know this, so I want to say it, but you can, if you sign up for a That Pitch membership uh, for, I suggest, a year. It's not that expensive. It's a couple, couple hundred bucks, I believe. I think. Maybe five. 
Um, you pay for that for the year. You can have them pitch your songs to be sync licensed for a bunch of different companies. They have a bunch of contacts with a bunch of different companies. And what we are not saying is that they are promising you anything. They do not. (laughs) Mark even specifically says, we cannot promise that you're going to get placed. There's no way they could do that. That's like, if anybody's promising you stuff like that. For the love of God, if you sign up for this and then email Enoch saying, why haven't I placed, I will go to your house and fight you. Because he has to answer like 30 emails a day of just that question. Yeah, that's... Yeah, but they just added the thing where you can, if your song's on Spotify, you can send it in and then they will use that to help pitch to some of their clients that are looking for non-exclusive work. Yep. And that's huge. That's huge. It's very tight. And um, yeah, I think we kind of covered all the points. I feel like we weren't super like... We weren't that hard. Clear? Well, and I want to say... These kinds of people, I think we were pretty clear. I think these kinds of people, I think what we're trying to say is be careful. When yeah. you see something that you're like, "There's that's like such a good deal. Like, why wouldn't I do that? Um, maybe think a little bit about it. Have a little bit of hesitation with some of that. There's also something else I wanted to talk about, though. Yeah. So another, there's a huge, <laughs> there's a big difference in how these things are pitched. Mm-hmm. Like for what I signed up for, it wasn't like pay for success. It was like pay to get your life together. And like, it gave me a lot to think about and it helped me out in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Whenever somebody is saying, you know, pay me and you'll end up like this artist that's bad yeah that's that's very very bad i think then if you question them and they hit you with anything that redirects or puts it back on you Mm -hmm. you need to run yeah i I remember uh, the other day so (laughs) i don't know if we should put this out into the universe uh, why not we were getting sick of these posts and so someone in the group chat was like just copy pasta the post <laughs> just copy pasta the copy the whole post click because there, select there all. was a post there was a post earlier that i thought i i legitimately thought was a copy pasta so i i copied it i pasted it and then i saw him replying to people above it and i was like oh he's serious and i just left it <laughs> and so i put it in the group chat because i thought it was hilarious that that was I, super hilarious that i thought that this post it wasn't even about music it was something stupid and so i thought that like I felt kind of bad and I apologized, but I kept it up just because it was kind of funny that I yeah. thought that it was a copy pasta and I, everybody agreed. They thought it was too. Yeah. So later on, <laughs> turns out that guy just so happened to be one of these self-proclaimed internet gurus and he made a giant post about how you could get like, access to industry execs i love that term dude yeah and uh and you know a-list producers and it's like dude if i want to work with an a-list producer i'll email them yeah (laughs) and all this stuff and so enoch was like you won't do it again i was like (laughs) i will so i did it throwing enoch another bus And immediately, now mind you, whenever he was met with resistance, I didn't say anything other than his own words. Yeah. He didn't even just, like, the easy thing to do would be just block me. Or just delete right? the post. Delete the comment, yeah. I feel so bad admitting that I did this because, like, it's kind of rude, but also, like, these kind of people should not be welcome in the in this industry. Yeah. And, um... He wrote me a massive paragraph threatening me to blacklist me from the industry. (laughs) And he kept hitting on the point, well, you're on Facebook so much, you must not have much going on with music. He was on Facebook far more than me. Oh, yes. (laughs) Judging by his news feed. (laughs) And that 
to me gave it all away that what he was selling was snake oil because he never once backed up his claims he personally attacked me and then tried to scare me by claiming he had power that he obviously does not have if copying and pasting a post gets you blacklisted i that's news to me and everybody that I know who does cool things, they were all like, I have no clue who this guy is. Yeah. And so one, never, never accept a dare from Enoch. It'll go <laughs> badly. But two, that was a major moment for me. Cause I was like, look, that's that's exactly how like like I, I'm really into cults and I love watching <laughs> cult documentaries. <laughs> Because it's interesting. And yeah, there's a lot of parallels in both it's, sales, it's, but then also like it's psychology. other things. Yeah, like I mean just psychology in and general. Sociology, it's interesting. Yeah. But like that's how it's always flipped. It's never let me show you why I say these things. It's always let me show what's wrong with you. Mm -hmm. And it's to make you question yourself instead of continuing to question them. Mm -hmm. And so it's just really important that as a community we understand that if you want to hire a professional, you're going to hire a professional who does what they do mm -hmm. well. You're not going to hire somebody who's going to promise you success because the only person that can make you successful is yourself. And here's the other thing. and That's a really good point is there are people who talk big. There are people who talk big and can back it up. And there are people that talk big that can't back it up. And honestly, what comes down to is, what does their portfolio look like? What does their work sound like? Is it good? Is it not? The sales tactic can be sleazy or whatever, but like if it does, if they do good work, I wouldn't necessarily still go with them, but I'm not necessarily going to say go with them, but at least they do good work. Yeah. And another thing to keep in mind, it's like my portfolio isn't big right now mm -hmm. because of the major shift I made. But like I do pretty good work and I'm very transparent about what I do and how I do it. So if I have a client coming on board and they're curious, I get on the phone with them and I talk to them for sometimes over an hour yeah. just to lay out with 100% transparency exactly how it is working with me, what I like to work on, what I don't like to work on. You know, what kind of person am I? What's my favorite food? Where my politics sit? You know, like well, and those kind of things are important when you're a producer because you don't want people to feel like you'll ever judge them when or if they bring you a personal song. You the, know? Key, the key difference between you and what we're talking about is you're willing to have a conversation. Right. And then another thing, though, I was on the phone like last month with an artist they said, hey, man, I, I really do feel like you're going to be a great fit. It was just outside of my genre. Mm -hmm. And they said, I'm just a little hesitant because your portfolio doesn't have anything. And instead of being like, oh, well, it's your fault for not recognizing that, you know, I'm good. I'm awesome. Yeah. Or you can't tell from the songs that are on there. Yeah. I said, probably, dude. And I'll wait for it. Hey, I totally get it. No sweat. I'd even be willing to do a little bit of work for free just to make sure we're on the right track. Yeah. That's, that's not hard to say. It's not going to take you any more time. And the other thing is you can probably going to land it. They're much more likely to, to go with you in that scenario and yeah. can give you money. And honestly, they probably going to, if you, if you kill it in that situation, especially in a situation where they question you and you kill it, they're going to come back. Right. And so another thing to keep in mind is a lot of these guys are successful. Like they make a lot of money, mm -hmm. you know, and they just don't make money in what you're trying to do. <laughs> they make right. money in scamming people, really. Right. And because there's a it's a different level of manipulation. Yeah. Technically, all sales is is manipulation, right? You're getting people to lie to themselves saying that they need to work with you. Yeah, that's how Seth Godin puts it. And it's terrifying whenever you think about marketing that way. But it's the yeah. truth. I bought this phone case, not because I wanted it, but because that brand convinced me to lie to myself saying that I needed it. Hey, yeah, that's a good point. You know what I mean? Like outside of the necessities, like you're going to hire a plumber because your toilet doesn't work, right? Yeah. Like 
I don't need that stupid phone case. I could have went to five and below, paid five bucks instead of 40, you know? And like that's technically sales is manipulation, but in not a really messed up way. Whenever you start messing with people on a different level and preying on their fears, that's whenever it gets screwed up Mm -hmm. because you need to have a team of people who believe in you, who care about you, who want you to succeed, but aren't putting you down and then making you feel good to keep you around, even though you're not succeeding. And I think here is a good thing because we get a lot of value out of this. Surround yourself with people that you trust so that whenever you do come across situations where you're like, I think this might be a good fit, but I'm not sure you have a ref, you have a pool of people that you can talk to and say, Hey, um, I'm thinking about going with this guy for xyz whatever and what do you think just you know thought somebody that you trust that isn't going to you know if i was if i was in this group chat a year ago i'd save a lot of money that's fair that's very true (laughs) but that's the other thing a lot of people that like do really good work they just give away information dude oh it's crazy how accessible people are they don't give a crap. I think that that was, is that the four hour work week or is that, this is marketing by Seth Godin where they talk about that. They did Both like, of them they went to this college and they told everybody like, Hey, I want you to get a hold of a CEO of some big company and you have like That's a week to do it. Week. Yeah. And like one guy came back and was like, yeah, I literally made like three phone calls and the rest of the class like didn't even try because mm-hmm. they didn't know. They were like, Oh, well that's impossible. Yep. You know, one kid was like, yeah, I spent like two hours. Yeah, it took me yeah. like an afternoon. Yeah. And like, it, it was somebody big too. Like I'm talking like a company of like it Apple. Was, it was like a, it was a CEO of, I think he was teaching like a, it was a marketing firm. It was a CEO of a huge marketing firm. Oh no, it was the CEO of Coca-Cola. That's what it was. It was a CEO of like Coca-Cola or something like that. Uh, or C, uh, their marketing, head of marketing for coca-cola or something like that it was something stupid like that yeah and it's like so if some college kid can do that you could talk to somebody who has a publishing deal that you could pick their brain about it and they'd probably be more than happy to talk about it because writers typically don't get the spotlight and so it's nice i mean whenever people approach them about that shout out to we're going to shout them out again two episodes in a row (laughs) shout out to uh matt rad he is a very he's one, he's worked on a bunch of stuff that is very, very high profile compared to what we do. Um, lots of <laughs> you mean compared to what we do? <laughs> he wrote for <laughs> One Direction. Yeah, he wrote like One Direction's biggest song. Uh, he he's does a song. He's a producer mainly, I do believe, though, um, and he has been really well, like. He's cool with just people reaching out. It's really cool to see. I'm in his DMs like twice a week. Yeah, it's super cool. I'll share stuff from the podcast that I get value out of. And he's always DMing me back and saying, hey, man, thanks so much for sharing. And I'll ask him a question. If I have a question, he'll be like, yeah, dude, respond. Um, Also, that's part of the reason why he's so successful is because that's just the kind of guy he is. mm -hmm. So how I found out about him is because of my friend Nick. Nick was working at this studio that did lockouts. If you're not Mm -hmm. familiar with that, people pay money and then they have a studio for a month. Mm -hmm. So like he actually has like a list of all these famous people that were working there and it was really cool. But Matt Rad was one of the guys who had a lockout there. So Nick got to meet him because of that. But what made me want to follow the dude in the first place, even before he did the podcast is, um, Nick had mentioned about how the day that he won a Grammy, he came in and everyone was like, Hey, congratulations. And he was just like, Oh yeah, thanks. I'm going to go, going to go do some work. (laughs) You know, like, and what's funny is, is he has at least one Grammy. I'm pretty sure he has a lot more. And, um, like you never hear him talk about it, even on the podcast that he does, he never talks about it. And it's like, People who are very into the art of creation typically are the 
best kind of people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but that's also why they're so successful because they're just genuinely nice people and they'll do what it takes to get a great product. Yeah. Whenever you systemize your work to the point where you're limiting yourself to three revisions, I used to think that that's how the world worked. Yeah. I think I made a post about that the other day. You did. And (laughs) it's like, that's not how the world works. That's not how the real world works. Yeah. It was, uh, John Costelli was saying that like, if you, if you limit your mixed revisions, this is not the line of work for you. Yeah. And it's like, you're not like, okay, how about this? I'm the internet guru right now. You're not going to be successful unless if you really do everything you can to make sure you're making great songs. Mm Mm-hmm. That's going to be the biggest part. Be the best that you can be at what you're best at. Mm-hmm. Because like I, uh, there's th- what these people do, they try to add value by offering these other services that they have no business working in. If you're mm-hmm. one of the best marketing guys out there and you're also one of the best producers out there, then sure, maybe you could do it, but I have yet to meet a single person. Yeah. Not that's doing it on high level for both. Right. Um, I want to shout out the Pasta King, our uh, our group that we're in. Um, that's what our name in our group chat is called on on Messenger. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Oh, did you say gang or king? Gang. Oh, yeah, that's right. The Pasta I gang. King. I was like, who? And then you said the group, and I was like, how? <laughs> No, 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 no. Uh, it's I'm losing it. Moshe and Seth and Greg and Mallory Kyle. and Enoch and Noah, Grant. Noah, Grant. For real, okay, yeah. Let me All just toss people. this in there real quick. If you don't have a massive group chat where everyone can be annoying and not always talk about music, get one because especially while we're all locked inside, like that group has been very valuable to me. And Mm. I never realized how valuable something like that could be until I was in it. And it's great being able to just be like, Hey, look at this win. And everyone's like, yeah, kill it. And then you could be like, Hey, like today sucked. And everyone's like, why? Tell me about it. You know? Yeah. And like, Uh, it's great having that support group because, you know, having people that know exactly what you're going through is really important. You know, mm-hmm. I know a lot of us are going to rely on like our significant others. Um, at the end of the day, Maddie's worrying about her own stuff. And if I say, hey, I bombed this mix and I sent it out and like the bass was like 5 dB louder than it should have been. Like she's going to be like, I have no clue what that means, but I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, meanwhile, like you'll have somebody who's way bigger than you go. Oh, yeah, I, I just did way worse. I <laughs> like Seth. <laughs> No, he doesn't make mistakes. No, He's you're gone. right. He doesn't make mistakes. <laughs> He's God. He is God. Mix God Seth. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, anyway. Why is he so um, good? No, I think if you do want a place, I'm going to throw this out too. If you want a place where you're like, how do I find these group of people? How do I find some people that I can vibe with? Or how can I find some, you know, I don't, I, I'm tired of toxic groups. Here comes the sales pitch. Nah, just it's hop, free. In, hop in our Discord. Hop in our Discord. It's free. Everybody's welcome. Yeah. There's very few rules there. Just don't be gross and don't be a jerk. And we'll all get along just fine. Yeah, and don't pitch people on stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. No, if you're, if you're going to try to do any of that, you're out. Yeah, we'll, we'll kick you out <laughs> real fast. But uh, if you want to talk to some people, like... We'll be in there. We'll have some of our friends that do really great work in there. We'll have some... If you want to talk about work, life, anime, whatever, D and D. If you want to talk about um, how you need to mix your vision, or if you're looking for some, honestly, like is another cool thing. Say, yo, who's good at vocal tuning? People hit you up. Oh, this guy's really good. This dude's really good. My homie's really good. I do pretty good work. If you're looking for some stuff like that, like it's a good place. We'll have like a job board posted for for people. We eventually want to start having like uh, you know some like live hangout stuff happening in there. Um, we also have a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. We're gonna link all that so you guys can find it. Um, we have the uh, Facebook is the lounge, 
and yeah. the private room is on discord so yep pumped to hang out with everybody yep that'll be fun don't thanks for listening to us rant about internet people (laughs) for an almost an hour because basically uh it's really hard to kind of express it correctly you know so frustrating when you see it though it's so frustrating because like in my head i know why it's wrong but then it's hard to perfectly explain why it's wrong Mm -hmm. and it's very complicated yeah you know um but uh just remember if you're gonna hire somebody to help you out make sure you hire somebody who's a professional at what you need so if you need a producer hire a professional producer Mm -hmm. if you need a mental health coach that's a therapist then go hire a therapist yep if you need a you know like i'm not gonna hire a a contractor who's also a personal trainer if mm-hmm. I want to get in shape, right? If you want to work with a real artist development team, then work with a real artist development team, not yep. a producer who claims to be one. Or that doesn't mean don't give people shots. I will I will say that. There is a fine line of being willing to give some people shots, but make sure it's a good fit. Always make sure it's a good fit. It has to be a good and fit. Just make sure that you're not falling into the emotional attachment that mm-hmm. they try to hit you with. There you go. That's yeah, that's that's the big part. Uh don't hang if around toxic people. Yeah. No toxic people. 2021, baby. Yeah, we out here not allowing toxic people in our life and popping in the the private room Discord and growing together. Like plants. Like plants. And that's it for this episode of the Home Studio Hangout Podcast. Thank you so much for coming to hang out with us today. If you'd like to find any of the links to all of the stuff that we talked about today, you can find it on YouTube. Just search Home Studio Hangout or find it on the After School Podcast YouTube channel. All the links for everything we talked about will be in the description of this episode. Thanks again for checking us out. If you aren't subscribed, please go ahead and subscribe to us on your favorite uh, podcast channel. Leave a review if you gain some knowledge or learn something from what we talked about today. It helps other people find us and maybe even grow a little bit more. Once again, thanks for coming and hanging out and keep on creating.